0: Hey guys, this is Matt Corbanek for Guitar Lessons in Your Living Room. Check us out at mkguitarlessons.com for free videos and all kinds of weird goofy stuff. And I'm here today with... Jim. (laughs) Jim, why must there always be a problem?
1: (laughs) Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to get through this thing we call life. Yes. So, Prince died. It sucks. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. Okay, we we should mention this is this is Sunday. Uh, he he died. What was it? Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Autopsy was Friday. Yeah. Um, so we don't really have much information. There was a little bit of information that uh, he got some sort of methadone save shot or something from. Uh, yeah, I didn't really yeah. hear the specifics. But you, you also remember, I mean, uh, we're not implying that, that there was any necessarily in drug use. He had hip problems. Yes. And so yes. if you're the, some of the painkillers that he could have been on, or he could have overdosed on, um, I've seen pictures of him riding off stage in little scooters to save having to walk. Oh, really? Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. I think the dude was in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. That sucks. So, uh, and when he was really into being Jehovah's Witness, he didn't have the operation because they're against um, something to do with exchanging blood. Oh, God. So, I I don't... don't, uh, The only thing I know... (laughs) The details aren't out on things, and and rightfully so, while he's alive, we don't know that much about his personal life. Yeah. But I think everybody's about to know a lot more about what what went on Ye- and, yeah i
0: i like i said i i don't know i'm not going to pass judgment on it no 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 personal not. habits and stuff I think like that would that. Be, I mean
1: you know even if he did do something weird you know i think few people can uh i mean relate I, to the situation i,
0: the I will say he was under. I, I think before we get into this one of the things i found interesting about him um i found this to be very you know respectful is the fact of you know, he was big into humanitarianism but didn't advertise it.
1: I think that was pretty cool. Yes, he was also big into being the jerk at certain times of his life. Was he? Oh yeah. Uh what was what was the um, There was a show, like one of those talk shows where, you know, they have a band and he borrowed somebody's vintage epiphone. Okay. Um one of the guys in the the show band? Yeah. And he let Prince play it and this was his 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 baby, his, this Epiphone. And uh, Prince played the set with it on TV. Mm-hmm. And when he was done with the song, he threw it up behind his back and it hit the floor. Really? Yeah, just over his head. And you know what? The guy was like, <laughs> um, could you at least sign it? <laughs> and he didn't. Really? Yes. Wow. Now, that's... years later, supposedly Prince said he'll take care of it. But there was no more the the interview with this guy whose guitar it was didn't say anything more about yeah how it was taken care of or or if it was taken care of. So I I, I don't know. I, that's kind of a prick move to go yeah. throw in somebody else's guitar. Very uncool. Yeah, I I don't even know what he got out of that. Like what sort of jollies you can. Yeah. So by I, destroying somebody I mean, else's I, stuff, I will
0: say, I don't know that much about Prince. Um, I it, it's not to knock him; it's just that. How can I put this? There are certain artists that I wasn't on the boat when the boat left the dock. <laughs> and
1: i could name you were them. swimming in another ocean
0: yeah it was there There are just people that i just listen to and i just honestly i'll say i i don't get it i i don't understand it and i mean i, I could sit here okay like, when you say didn't get okay explain <laughs> the didn't get i i knew people that would listen to prince and say this guy is amazing this guy's a musical genius and you ever listen to Paisley park I've never, okay, and this is my thing, is that I'm not going to sit down. There's just nothing about him, and and I'm not going to knock him. I mean, I I will say this. For someone to say that he is a genius, I think that gets into another discussion of, I think the word genius gets thrown Uh, around way too much. And it doesn't mean anything, because to me, musical genius is someone who creates a body of work over time that continuously makes people do something different because of it. You know, like, for example, I would say that Miles Davis is a musical genius. I mean, how many periods, compositional periods he went through. And I'll never forget, you know, reading um, when I was in school doing a research project on African-American composers and running across like Duke Ellington or Miles Davis and reading the reviews on, I think it was Bitches Brew, and I just remember that from the New York Times, he said, whether you like this or not, everything is different tomorrow than it was yesterday because of what Miles Davis did in the studio. To me, that kind of, like, points towards genius.
1: All right, now, so... Wait, 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 wait. So, how was Kind of Blue such a thing? Like, what what was it about Kind of Blue that was... So revolutionary that that it that you understood it. To me, um, kind of blew pr- prior to. There's a con- lot of notes on that album. Yes,
0: there are a lot of notes on the album, but it was. You know, coming out of the bebop era where there was 50 million chord changes and this insanely fast playing, and then Miles Davis gets exposed to West Coast jazz, which is this more laid-back style of jazz, and he sat down with another guy who I would consider a musical genius, which is Bill Evans, and they kind of devise new chord progressions like, you know, if you were to sit down and analyze, like, looking at So What, it's only it's two chords. You know, and it's completely different than what anybody was doing. And that sparks a whole bunch of people to just approach composition in a different way. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and knock Prince for what he was doing. I mean, we had this, you know, just before we started recording this, you were just saying, oh, but you've only listened to some of his pop stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll go with that, and I think that's where, like, getting back to my original point is that I kind of missed the boat on this guy, is that, like, there are just certain people that never really spoke to me, that just never really, like I said, I listen to them, and I know people that love specific people, and I I could name a few of them, like Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) I know people (laughs) that, okay yeah, like my neighbors, they, they love Jimmy Buffett they will follow him around and they'll go to watch all these concerts and I'll go over to their house and they'll play me this stuff. And I'm like, it's okay. Well, um, Bruce Springsteen's another one.
1: I just don't get it. I, I don't, I should uh, say that the, the album, I, when I said Paisley park, I meant around the world in a day. Okay. I, I didn't, that was the album I was talking about. Okay. just I'll go because somebody's probably screaming at their, yeah. their I, iPhone right now.
0: And I just, I don't know. And that's my whole thing with Prince is that uh, you see that's
1: that's sort of what miles Davis was to me like kind of blue I listened to it and I'm like that's a really good demo <laughs> you guys should work on that stuff a little bit because you could make that into some really catchy tunes you got some good ideas there it, it to me it doesn't sound fit it just sounds to me like a, a demo tape
0: yeah I and it kind of was I mean I'll well I go mean with I that. understand it
1: and I I can I can I, can I, I appreciate I, the talent that it takes to to, to to come up with that stuff off the top of your head that's not easy it it's it's difficult to play that many notes and have them all sound like they live together <laughs> <laughs> in the same house but to me uh there's some really catchy bits to it that I think it could that weren't explored enough and I think that okay. you only catch those upon reflection of listening to the playback. And once you listen to it and, and through iteration, which a lot of jazz people don't seem to be into jazz people do not seem to like to iterate. They just want to blow it no, off. Like oh, here's yeah. a chart. I'm going to rip through a chart and, you know, yeah, beep beep kinda... beep bop, and it's going to be like, I'm going to play whatever comes off the top of my head. And, 90 percent of it will be scales and there'll be like five percent of it that's a mistake and five percent that I'm gonna play twice and it, and
0: I make mean, it sound like uh, it's right I and
1: mean. then the other five percent is pure genius like oh my gosh, you've come up with a awesome rift. if you just like you're you're so good if you just thought about that for just a minute, just 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 internalize that rift for a minute. You'd be able to do something spectacular with it. Yeah. And I'm, I don't see this whole thing of like, what's the big deal about ripping it off the top of my head? You know, I'm just, just like tearing it out.
0: I I don't either. And I yes, jazz musicians approach it that way. We've even had, I, I mean, I even remember in school having a discussion of what is improvisation because like you can sit down and discuss with like here here and this is exactly what I mean is that here in Pittsburgh Duquesne University is like the place to go if you want to study jazz. Yes. And yes. I went to Carnegie Mellon which is the place to go and study if you want to study classical music or computer science. Yes. Okay, let's give a plug for Jim's department. <laughs> um and I remember sitting down but you know in the guitar department at CMU it's pretty small. Yes. So in me me, and my teacher used to discuss how he would have these discussions with these guys at Duquesne is that they would say like, oh, OK, well, you know, I always improvise over like Satin Doll, a, a famous Duke Ellington tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK. And I mean, I've played that tune for 20 years. So to me, improvising over Satin Doll isn't like really improvising. It's like, I kind of already know what's coming up. So,
1: yeah, I got that. I mean, I, 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 so I I, I don't from, but I don't hear that happening a lot of times. And, and I'm not so much talking, I'm not criticizing the process. I'm criticizing the approach to it that I, that I hear. Yes, I know what you take. Yeah. And it's just like, you're trying to not play something good. Right, you're you're trying. It's like you know, true you're improvisation doing to me you everything you can to avoid. You're
0: trying not to repeat
1: yourself. You, you're but like, it's not it's even like... about repeating yourself. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, do you, you mean repeating yourself from like from the last last three measures that you played, or do you mean repeating yourself from the last three years <laughs> of what you played? I I, I don't would know. not repeat I, it, one of these twelve notes. R-
0: well, I mean, and that's that. That's kind of the discussion, you know. When I sit down and I talk to my students, Good whenever they that, yeah, it's it's very difficult to explain what is guitar soloing or soloing or improv in general. Because I mean, here's uh, you know, when I sit down and
1: explain I don't have to a any student, problem against variation, I don't no, mind. Well, like, I don't. I expect I, that when somebody plays something live, that it has to be exactly like it is on the album. There's some some very inspired alternative versions or or covers of of songs i think are as good or or better than the originals that i've heard they just just surprise the living crud out of me like and listen to anything that you know like bob dylan that's been covered you listen to it and you're like oh my gosh that's great you listen to the original and sometimes you're like huh that's interesting (laughs) yeah i mean just huh I don't no, know. no disrespect to Bob.
0: No, no. I mean – I'm that- just saying
1: that, that some people have internalized that song. And once you've internalized that song, sometimes people can do some incredible covers of it. Oh, sure. And I don't hear – it's it's what I hear with jazz sometimes is people almost trying to avoid doing that. Like I want to take it so far out there that it doesn't sound like – I don't know because it, it's I, like we're gonna play like a little riff, like doo do do be do be, and yeah. that's gonna be the only thing that's recognizable. Then we're gonna go off into La La Land for about thirty minutes, <laughs> and then we'll come back and we'll come back that do 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 be do bop, bop. and then it's like we're gonna repeat that one little phrase, and we'll be like, oh yeah, dude, that's the song. That's that's no, it. That's, and no, it's I, like you just played six measures of what you of the melody. And you're calling it the song, and in between you just put, like, a bunch of scales.
0: Oh, no, I, I understand. And I I always felt the difficulty with jazz <laughs> is that there are a ton of jazz musicians out there, but there's only a handful of guys who are actually really good at it. Yes. But there's yes, a, yes. a overabundance of, like, guys that are just is,
1: mediocre at best. That's the shame is that when you hear some people that are really good – that that you you sometimes turn them a deaf ear due to people who aren't so good. They can you know play all the notes, mm-hmm. play all the right no, chords. I'm with you 100. But that. it doesn't sound like, and it doesn't sound like music. It doesn't. No, it doesn't sound like anything. It, it sounds but like it, a it's of all correct. Oh yeah, you passed. It, it's correct. It's it's uh, the timing's good. They they mm-hmm. practice to metronome. You know, it just it doesn't spark me as like wow and so you're saying that's what prince to you sounds like it's like okay i can recognize that that he has a bunch of excellent musicians yeah but it never really spoke to you musically no it never did
0: i'm not hacking on him i just it never really spoke to me um i mean i've heard him do the guitar solos and i just thought i mean he's a solid guy he's a solid musician but i'm not gonna like I said, people that I knew that put him on a pedestal of being a musical genius. I never thought of it that
1: way. I never so thought of it. You don't that like way. the song like Raspberry Beret? It's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Like everything from Around the World in a Day, I, I, the whole ac- album I think is great. Same with Sign of the Times, and that's fine. It's just it, it doesn't speak
0: to me. It doesn't really you know pull me in.
1: Hmm. I I like. I mean, w- Okay, can you point to something about it that doesn't? Nothing. Like what is it that's just like, I'm losing grip with this. Like, I can get with this part of it, but you're kind of losing me because of this part. I. Like I said, I'm... I'm I mean, it's
0: okay if he comes on the radio and probably, I mean, especially now, because that's all I've been hearing on the radio has been Prince. Um, like I said, I don't know. It's not one specific thing that doesn't grab me. It's just, he's just, to me, he was just another artist that I hear on the radio. I, I don't really, I don't know. I, I can't really put my finger on it. It's just that nothing that he really did spoke to me that just, you know, I would think that this is anything. Batman.
1: What? Batman. I Remember he did soundtrack to Batman?
0: Okay, I didn't know that. I'm just saying that nothing about him, you know, like I said, nothing about him. It was, would,
1: it was the movie with uh,
0: n- nothing that he's, uh, and that's fine, you know, but like I said, this just, it's not an insult. It's just that there's nothing about him that really like jet, like kind of blue doesn't speak to you. It speaks to me. I just, I hear that. And I just think this is an awesome album.
1: Every, every once in a while, I, I listen to it again, and I think eventually this is going to gonna click, and I find new things that I like about it, but I still hear the same old, like I, I hear him think when he's doing it, and it's interesting from a performance standpoint. You have to be pretty good to improvise like that. Yeah. But it still sounds like a demo tape to me. Okay. Like, I can't get beyond that it sounds like a demo. Well, I mean, and that's how... I, and maybe I would... that's what he meant. Maybe he's like, look at how good a demo I can do. And... <laughs> I, uh, you know, I just... I, I like iteration because it, 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 it's... I mean, you have tape which preserves a performance. Like, you know, back then it was tape you know digital we'll we'll call it just recording okay you have recordings and recordings allow you to to listen back to what you did and reflect upon that and and, you know classical music sort of used to do that but at a different pace uh you know everybody would bar um you can hear the swooshing sound that's the air quotes that i'm doing right now (laughs) (laughs) that's those are air quotes um, they would borrow from one another, and it was a form of iteration. And I think that's how some classical music hit its, uh, its peak. So what you're saying is, is what bothers you
0: most about Kind of Blue is the fact that they just hit the record button and whatever they came up with, they
1: came up with and said, we're done. No, it's, it's, it's the, it doesn't bother me from a theoretical standpoint what bothers me is that that there's i find find little bits and riffs and i think are really interesting and then it's like they drift away into something that's eh, less so and it's like wow you you were onto something and you just let it go you didn't, so, you didn't take it anywhere it came by you waved you bought the t-shirt <laughs> So it's just, it's the approach to what Miles Davis was doing. No, not the approach. It's just that I hear so many little kernels of, of, of inspiration in there. And it's like some, some, if I can hear it, take somebody like him who could, if, if he were to listen to this and, and he would, I would like to hear uh, instead, okay, what he should have done is he should have done a (laughs) kind of blue release that. And that was a demo. And then. He should do one called Even Bluer, where he listened to kinda of blue and figured out all the stuff that he really liked and worked on that and put it together into to something that would have just been a whole album of awesome. Or they could have called it kind of Jim.
0: It sounds like to me, like the problem that you have with Miles Davis is kind of blue is the fact that he didn't do it the way you would have done it.
1: <laughs> he
0: didn't ask me. <laughs> he trust me. <laughs> we we both we we both work with Nathan Davis. Oh, we yeah. both work. With, I heard the stories. Yes, with Miles Davis. Yeah, Come you know, what punch would, you in the studio. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll punch him back. <laughs> I wouldn't hurt him. Well, okay, so
0: I, I mean, but. My thought with Prince isn't that I don't have any specific critique. it's just i i just don't get it i i don't i can't there's but nothing what is it that you don't get It doesn't speak to me it's not something that grabs me it's like white toast it's like you know wallpaper that I walk past every day you know it, yeah that would be a perfect thing a, a perfect analogy is that. You know, I I always thought one of the most worst things that can happen as a musician is you can either be really good and you'll hear it and you want to listen to it over and over again, or you will be really bad and you want to change the radio station. Prince for me kind of falls into the, that abyss of like, I probably would not even notice it was on the radio. I don't know why there's nothing about it. It just doesn't grab me. I mean, we were just listening to the guitar solos in you know on YouTube of you yeah, like Gently's Weeps yeah, and George Harrison's... And it, it was okay. Pupil. I mean, I don't hear that anybody would say what was it. Somebody, but said? what was he, was
1: he t- supposed to do? I mean, he he asked like what the point was is that it was a tribute to George Harrison, so he didn't want to go way far out of left field because it's not about him; it's about George. So it's about his original solo, but making it into a celebration of the solo and, and by celebrating it, he, he lifted it up a little bit past from the, you know, the recorded version and turned it into a, well, uh, all right,
0: let, let, let me stop you here. Cause the, the, this is the issue that I've been coming across in the last few days. Your reaction to this is I've had this several times of like, you're getting upset because, it just didn't say anything to me. And you're like, well, how, how could this be
1: possible? Why not? I can't wait. Wait, exp- wait, 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 wait. I keep telling you, like, you were just when I said, No, but I'm not saying this proves that Prince is the, the best guitar player no, in the I, world. You,
0: you just said, Well, this guitar show, well, you have to understand. I, I, I understand the guitar show of fun. I just thought it was okay. I think it's, it's like, <laughs> no. I no, mean, th- no. <laughs> it was okay. F you. Now listen. <laughs> th- this is my point. You're upset with me. Here's, th- this is the thing, and I'm saying this to the world that I don't understand, is that, like, why does everybody get offended and when I say that he, he was okay? Just give I- me a minute <laughs> to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> okay. So first you're going to tell Miles Davis why he was wrong. <laughs> now you're going to tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> Prince could beat up Miles Davis. <sighs> Let's see. Miles Davis was five foot three. Prince was five two. They both had bad hips. I don't know. I don't think I'd pay to watch that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Um, okay. So the the thing I thought that was really great about watching him do do the solo for that, my guitar gently weeps, is. It's it wasn't about him, so it was about the song. Okay, so he kept very true to the song, yet he honored the song, and I thought that I think that shows a lot of restraint. Uh, when you see some people do covers, it's like yeah, we can do the, the 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 lyrical part, you know, the melody, all okay, but when we get to the solo, we're just going to go off into somewhere because we don't have the time to, you know, figure out what they did or or to we're just going to improvise on you know whatever key it's in and just just noodle around it's it's like it's a bad cover of the song okay <laughs> okay and i think what he did showed incredible uh uh restraint and and talent and maturity and respect okay and I think a lot of other people that may have been at a, a tribute uh, show like that uh, may not have been able to do that. I think, think like Satriani. Satriani. Satch would have... See, Satch, Satch could hold back. It, it, if Satch, was only, Satch could hold back. Satch, like, he'll... He doesn't have that ego that says that he has to play something that's like, oh, I'm going to do something crazy that's not called for here he has the he has the finesse yes to, no to know i you when know when turned on and, turn it off. Fan, and he so. wants to turn it on he'll turn it on yeah. and if, if it's time to dial it down he'll he'll dial it down and it doesn't seem like it affects his ego at all all right but it, like i said my whole entire life has
0: been We keep having this, I keep having this discussion with multiple different people about why everybody's, you know, like somebody sent me this quote that said that Eric Clapton
1: said that Prince is like the greatest guitarist. What he said was somebody asked him, asked Eric Clapton during an interview, uh, what's it like to be the world's greatest guitarist? And he said, I don't know. You'll have to ask Prince. Okay.
0: So getting back to this this initial thing is that why do you seem to be so offended because I just, like, listened to that guitar song and I thought, it's okay. I'm not <laughs>
1: offended. You're just wrong.
0: <laughs> tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> Besides telling me that Prince held back, do you know that? Okay, let, let's put it this way. if I can tell you this. Satch could get up there and do the same thing, and you know Satch is holding back. Satch is holding
1: way back. He's not even close to the red line. Well, in, unless <laughs> that was called for, then he just. I, I mean, oh, if he gave the same performance, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Prince was a really talented little dude. He was some, um... and that's fine. That's my point. It's fine. I, I mean, mean, you not, you not have did your opinion. Play, like my... on his first couple albums, he played all the instruments on the albums. Which okay, Duff from Duff from Guns N' Roses played all the instruments on his solo album to after after GNR. hmm Which I don't think went anywhere, but kudos to him for being able to do it. That's that's a lot. Okay. I mean, a lot of people can play drums. Yeah. You know, good enough to you know, like here, I'm gonna give you the guitar, I wanna play drums. <laughs> like well, Pretty they, much, like, if you exchange <laughs> the guitarist and the drummer in a, most bands, the guitarist can play drums about as well as the drummer can play guitar, and they can hang with each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I know, cause it, well, I'll say this in this one band that oh, I was you've in. have done it before. To, Just admit it. No, we we used to do a song where we would rotate instruments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it, getting back to the same thing of that this is the exact same conversation I keep having with people. Everybody has the same thing of like, well, Prince played everything on all the albums. Well, okay. well not on all album. No, no, no,
1: no, right. no. Right. I understand that. But and I'm not, I'm not even claiming but he's the greatest musician because I think that, that he got very jealous with some of the musicians that he had in his band later. I've heard um, some reports from former band uh, bandmates of his that apparently he got a little... Ticked, because some people were really super good. And he didn't like that. Well, who, who knows <laughs> if he was on something, or just ego. People are complex, and it's a very difficult situation, I, I think, to, to be in, uh, w- when you're at that level. I don't know, you're not going to... So I'm not going gonna... to judge him on it. I mean, I'm, uh, it doesn't excuse anything he's done, I'm not... So... I don't know. In the same. last
0: twenty years of discussing this with multiple people, all I can say is that nobody will ever convince me that Prince is the king.
1: But I don't, I don't know about the king. Who's the king?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that was just a really bad joke.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. But but you know, even Elvis. I, I you might be able to say Elvis just because of the time that he was around. Um. he really was one of the i i guess one of the first mega stars i had a friend who whose whose grandmother grew up in kentucky i mean backwards we're talking like in the hollers mm-hmm. okay where people like strangers would get shot i've been back there okay scary people nice but i can imagine what this was back in the like the whatever 50s mm. or 20s um but she said you know when she first heard elvis that like changed everything for her and i can being from the big city you know i it's tough to see it here but when you start going down there and you start to see the old cabins in the woods and you know realize like what these people had and in the the mining towns that were around there, you know, near Hazard, Kentucky, and which is still built up now, but you can understand something like that coming through on the radio would be just life changing to people. So I can understand why he was called King because he was. It was not only a confluence of his popularity and his musical ability, but also of technology with radio. Yeah. No, that's and, that's... and it's just like, uh, that hit everybody like a ton of bricks. Sure, I mean,
0: you know, Segovia, same thing. First guy to make classical guitar recordings.
1: Yeah, yeah, then it got, well, he got what distributed and he became yeah. God. And it's like, you know, it's it's not that there wasn't 20 other of them in the no. world. Hmm. It's just... just he, he was the guy that was at
0: the right place the right time with a person that just thought, hey, if I recorded this, then everybody would be able to listen to this in their house instead of having to go to a concert hall wait for somebody to come through town.
1: Yes. Yes. I, I, I think maybe Prince was a lot like that too. You know, he was one of the few people that, um, well, you know what? Then maybe he's a little more exceptional than that because he's, there's not that many people that are that much multi-instrumentalists. Uh, not only can can he play so many instruments and play them well enough to make an album, Mm -hmm. or make albums and to write so many songs and to sing so many songs and to be able to put on the stage show, I mean, his, his dancing ability, his stage presence, that's a rare thing you see in anybody. I mean, you look at Michael Jackson and he didn't play. No, he sang. Yeah. He could dictate music, as in you know he would sing out the the melody or sing out a beat, um, and he would use that to communicate to his music- musicians what he wanted. But he couldn't really touch the um, the instruments and, and do anything with them. But you have Prince that you know wrote, played, and could perform. I mean, you know, all really excellently... So did Paul I mean, Stanley listen to his voice. Huh? So did Paul Stanley from Kiss. He didn't play everything. No, but he could tell everybody what to do. No, but I'm saying that there's, it's a rare individual that can do as much as he was able to do. I mean, when you listen to Prince's music, especially the... Or, well, especially the early stuff, but even the later stuff, what you're getting is... Essentially, one hundred percent Prince. There's not as much collaboration as you have with other bands. Other bands are more of like a collective, because you you have other producers, you have other arrangers, you have other lyricists. Um, you know, most any any pop stuff now, you there's other people that write for for these pop stars. You're not really you're just getting the performance from them. With Prince's music, you're really getting. Hundred percent Prince, Uh, you know. Even with Zappa, well, I think it's very similar with Zappa. Few musicians that can do as much as those two did. Now, Zappa did more arranging rather than oh, I didn't than playing all the instruments. Yeah, but you know, he also wrote everything. He performed on all the songs. Mm -hmm. He what you hear on the albums is pretty much all Zappa, even though he's not physically doing all the instruments. It's pretty much when you hear Zappa, Zappa. I don't know. <laughs> I you don't have to like Prince. I mean, I, I don't even I, know I'm if you've heard su- enough to to really know it. And you know what? The, he supposedly has a thousand songs in the vault. So maybe there's some of his best stuff is in there. I don't know. I I don't know. Like I said... I mean, we'll find out. And it's really... It's not going to bother you because you're not going to be waiting in that much anticipation.
0: No, I have... No. Like I said, it's... I mean, I've had this discussion multiple times and, I mean, it's my own opinion. And I I wouldn't
1: trust what you you heard on the radio back in the day as being authoritative upon what is good Prince music. That's just the junk they played on the radio, which... For a lot of people, is junk. Like when I listened to Steely Dan the stuff, I heard on the radio, I was like, "Eh." When I heard Steel Steely Dan album, I-, I love Steely Dan. Okay, that's I I I really love Steely Dan, but I it never if it if just the stuff was on the radio never really caught me as like oh my gosh this is great. Number one, it sounds like Dookie because the radio always sounded bad. But it was it was so out of context that it's it wasn't impressive. And like I said, when I actually heard a real a complete album of theirs, I was really impressed. And maybe that's what you need to do is to actually hear uh, a complete work of his, maybe to appreciate it.
0: So he got little flies. Going I got a little
1: fly microphone. going on my nose. It's um, it's it's starting to be summer, and yeah, I think we're getting mosquitoes.
0: So we're getting something.
1: So you were telling me about a uh, pedal. Oh, my <laughs> m- my new toy. Your new toy. Yes, Electro Harmonics Microsynth. So tell it's us a about little beastie. Well, it's it's just it's it's called a Microsynth. It's a little analog pedal, uh, unlike the Pod, which is the polyphonic octave generator. Pedal that they have the Pog Two. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't like a pitch shifter or anything. What it, it's like an octopedal pedal where you can you play into it. It produces your original signal, an octave below, an octave above, and then a square wave version of your your signal, which is like a really buzzy, sizzly sort of distortion sound. And you can mix those together. So you can get rid of your original signal and just put, like, an octave below and an octave above. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe just, like, a little bit of brightness, you can mix in that square wave. Uh, but what makes it unique is then you have a filter section afterwards. So you have, like, a start and stop for a sweep. So when you hit a note, it goes almost like an auto-wah. Okay. Um you can have it so that uh, it gets rid of the, it swells into what you play, so you lose the attack. So it goes like wah wah, wah.
0: Yeah, you you were showing me yeah know, yeah the demonstrations yeah. before. Like it gives you more of a bowed sound. Than yeah, it does it's, in a, it's
1: a picking sound. It's it's like a synthesizer, but it's it's just a heavily processed guitar sound. Mm-hmm. And it's all. Oh, analog what's going on so you have all the little bit of glitchiness and oddities that happen with uh something that's so imprecise like when i played the the hog Two or the pog um i could tell that was a digital pedal immediately okay because i want to try it and i'm like oh this is this this looks really cool i'm like "Mm, i don't know this 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 sounds like a digital pedal to me, and I held off on getting it. Uh, I mean, like I get all my stuff used, so okay, it's it's just whatever I run into. Uh, so I looked it up, and it's like, oh, yep, it is a digital pedal. I'm like, bada bing, ears are right. Um, all those all those years to sit in front of a Marshall, yeah, <laughs> still got it. Uh, but but uh, this is, this little one is just interesting. It's organic. It's uh it's, so it's, it's It's like yes. Oh yeah yeah. I mean, it still sounds like a pedal distortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just interesting with all the filters and everything that that's on it. it gives you a lot of interesting. A lot of stuff it's almost wah ish. Like you could sort of do it with a wah. The filters. It's, you know, sometimes it's it, you can make it sound like there's an auto wah happening. Sometimes it sounds like a distortion box. Sometimes it's like a combination of all of them. Sometimes it does sound really like a little synthesizer. Okay. Um it's just interesting. I mean there's some demos on it. Electroharmonics has been making it for a while. I mean they've they've shrunken the pedal a little bit. So you like it? Yes. Yes, I'm um I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Okay. Uh, cool. it takes a little while, I think, to, to really get to know the pedal and to learn how to play and interact with it. Okay. To 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 get the sounds. Um which I'm still in that yeah, you know, learning phase to really really grok the whole yeah, the whole functionality, like how to interact with it. Would you recommend it? I think it
0: depends what you're into. So if you what, like ex- what would this be useful for? If you'd like texture. I mean like what
1: style of music if you play. No, I think this or well, okay, maybe not classical guitar. Okay. Like, it may not work so well with piezo yeah. pickups In So range. any, like, acoustic guitar or something like that? Probably not, because it, it relies upon distortion to generate the harmonics that okay. it filters out uh, I mean, to get the richness. It's sort of like, you know, would you use a wah-wah pedal with an acoustic guitar? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you could. You could. Mm-hmm. You could. Is Is it really going to work so well? No, because you don't have the... You don't have the body of the sound that you have. you get with distortion that you really need a Wawa with, right? Right. Like you need that that sustain that that um Okay. But bigger like sound.
0: I mean, would it be good for funk band,
1: blues? Oh bands, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think any of that. Any of that, like progressive metal, stuff like oh, that. Oh, I think it'd be great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you can use it however you want. Um I, I don't think you're it's it's not like or one trick pony. I've heard One Trick Pony pedals. Like, there was this one called, what, like, Rainbows and Unicorns or something? Sparkles and Unicorns from someplace in Ohio. Okay. And all that thing does is just, like, make sparkles and unicorn sounds. Yeah. And to me, (sighs) that's where, you know. That's more of like a toy. Like, this is actually, like, you can really use this music. It's actually useful. You start to listen to it, and you're like, that's sort of zap ish. You know, that's sort of uh what I like about these pedals is that you start playing sometimes and you just you you need something to get out of your to hear things differently mm-hmm. and you need something that 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 tweaks your playing in in a certain direction you know like when you're playing with some of these effects uh you have to change how you approach the instrument you know how you approach the string when you're playing yeah. You know, you, you some things you, you want to be more, more legato with, you know, other things you need to be more precise and sharp and, and not let other strings ring. Mm-hmm. Other times you want to um, let the two blend. You know, when you're playing it just by itself, you, your sound changes how you play. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when you, you throw something like this into the mix, this is. Forcing me to to do something different, like the the Miku pedal that I have. Okay, that's the the one that sings. Yes, yes. The our, little yeah, Japanese we were, girl. Yeah, we were checking it out. Yeah, the last time I was over at your place. That's another one that forces you to play differently because it's like, oh, you're not going to be playing a million notes, right? No, that it's was, just the was the first like, br- time yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not really going to do anything. But if you slow down, and it forces you to pick different notes because it's like, I'm going to have to let this breathe a little bit. Hmm. And But a regular guitar amp, it doesn't care. Like It'll let you do it either way, right? But you throw something like this in it that says, nope, you got to do this. Yeah, you have, right. I, I know what you're saying is that it can be, I don't know. I mean, when I
0: tried that pedal, I mean, it's, in a way it's confining but in a way
1: that's it's yeah it's not to be used for everything but it's like to like if you're if you if you're in a rut you throw that on and all of a sudden you're someplace else
0: i wouldn't say it's like playing a
1: staple of my guitar effects yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i wouldn't yeah exactly i mean that's why like these interesting pedals is because it really takes me out to someplace different yeah that it's like okay, I'm just going to mix things up. I'm gonna I'm going to throw some new restraints upon myself, and and try to hear things that maybe I I've been ignoring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think delay pedals are like that. Yes, I I love delay pedals for that. Don't have very much. I have a little analog delay, uh, but it you can't just go off and do anything. It's just going to sound like mush. Right.
0: And that's what I enjoyed about playing around with delays a lot is that it forced me to do something
1: that I wasn't used to doing. It makes you choose. Yes. It's 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 not a clean slate. It is not a blank palette. There are there are walls built for you. And you will run into those walls and if you you have to play by its rules.
0: Right. And that's what I found to be creative is that, you know, when you're put into a box like that. You just, you know, you have to be creative to work within that box, which, like you said, can bring out something brand new yeah. out of you. You may not want to live in that box, but it's a good place to go. No, I mean, the, the it, this was always funny. I remember uh, reading about I, Igor Stravinsky, and he talked okay. about um, composing in like a Baroque style, and he, he enjoyed doing that. Now, for people out there who don't know about Stravinsky, he was one of the pioneers of atonality where basically there are no rules to whatever you can do, whatever you want. There's a tone, but we threw it out the window. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, he enjoyed doing, composing in like, say a Baroque style, which has a very, a lot of rules to it. And he said that what he liked about it was, is that it forces you to be creative with what you're doing. Whenever he was doing, say he was composing, you know, his ballets, like, uh, A rate of spring or something like that where it was very rhythmic very a lot of time signature changes and atonality he could just do whatever he wanted and and that's how i felt when i was playing around with the delays it puts you in a box and if you want to do something with it you have to be creative within that box which like i said can bring you
1: into a new to a new place and the the brook's a good example too i mean it's it's that's more like saying you know uh a beatles song versus a metallica song Mm -hmm. you know both use electric guitars yeah but they use them in very different ways oh yeah like what would you do in one style doesn't sound good in another and it's not so much that when people hear broke they think oh my gosh it's it's this mathematical music that is so full of rules that you know, somebody somebody Bach just sat down and wrote rules out, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, no, 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 he no, didn't. It didn't work. No, he didn't. He, you know what it did was it was a style like the Beatles or something. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear a Beatles song, you know it's like, oh, you yeah. could say oh, that's that's like the Beatles, right? And it's the same thing with broke. Is that there was a lot of music that was is generated, and it became a style, and you start to be able to recognize things about this style that have this particular sound. Like, you know, rap music sounds different than, than metal. Many times there's some mixing there, but, but you know what I'm saying is that that these rules start to come out that, Oh, well, this broke style has, this happens, this sort of progression or this sort of voice leadings or these sort of, you know, no parallel fifths, you know, it's, it's,
0: no, I, that's I, where it
1: all comes from. I'm not telling you, I'm telling like telling the world, yeah. all yin's people on the other side of the mic.
0: No, I, I definitely, I mean, one of the things that I found out is um, when, when we were studying music theory, we were pretty lucky to work with uh, Dr. Mo. Yes, yes, we were. Because not only was he, I mean, besides the fact, and I tell everybody this, is that he, this guy's like a real composer. He yeah. is. He's a real, he's not a theory teacher. He's, he's teaching theory because he enjoys it. But also, you know, like when I talked to other people that go to like different music schools, they were surprised that we had to, our assignments were to write something.
1: Yeah. What did I do? Groundhog?
0: You did. Yeah. And that was what Pitt Music Department was all
1: about was, you know, yeah, we want did, you guys. I did something to... about like, a, it was, I can't remember what I called it, though. It wasn't Groundhog Romance. I don't remember. I remember you. Like what, the one movement was Compulation. Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember that. What about like the first move, I think, was like First but, Date or something.
0: But I remember sitting there one time with um my old roommate, Jeremy. Remember him?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Groundhog Wedding—that's
1: what it was called, was it? Okay, so I remember he... it was—it was all—all was all, all the movements were like stages of the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah up yeah. in into the wedding.
0: So anyway, I remember he brought in um, my old roommate brought in a you know one of his theory projects and and I don't
1: know why I said ground, why I made it groundhogs. I... It just what struck me.
0: So I, I just remember that you know he comes in and he wants to just rewrite all the rules of theory.
1: You can do that. That's what people do sometimes. Well, It's like effects pedals for for classical musicians. Hold
0: on. on. Let me tell you the story. So, you know, he just starts doing whatever is what he was doing. And Dr. Moe was like, why are you doing it this way? And he said, well, I don't like... You're an idiot. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And he said, well, I don't like following the rules. And I remember... Um, so I'll write
1: my own set of nonsense.
0: Yeah, and so I remember um, Dr. <laughs> Moe threw the theory book in the middle of the table, and he was like, okay, what came first? Did Bach sit down and write a bunch of rules, or did he not care but was an awesome musician, wrote a bunch of music, and somebody else figured out what he did?
1: Yeah, more or less. I'm yeah, sure Bach eventually it, was like, huh. Huh. Hmm. Uh, it, it this was, is interesting. <laughs> I'll... I seem to, this is the way it works. I'm sure he he, he saw stuff. I mean, he was smart. I mean, I,
0: I remember Eric, Dr. Moe would say. But he, did, he, he didn't he sit didn't there really, and, like,
1: stir a pot and, and
0: no, spells I, I come out. He up. even talked about, like, Dr. Moe always talked about, like, these, you know, Strauss and Beethoven. All these, he, he always said they didn't care whether they were following the rules or not. They
1: didn't really. They no, they thought right. they were breaking it. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just like 80s, 80s. You know, metal, where everybody's going, chugga 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 And they are like, yeah, we're doing something different. He's like, no, you're all chugging on E." <laughs> no, but his point was is
0: that, you know, w- when you're studying music, you're looking at these books, and it's just like, you know, he, my old roommate was approaching it as if it was the man beating you down type of scenario, you know. Yeah, it's Because, you know, when not... you're 19 years old, you know everything. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, like he was trying to explain to explain to him was is that the, the purpose of theory is teach you how to think in musical ways yes you know and so like getting back with stravinsky and this was always a difficulty too whenever you listen to atonality is is that since there are no rules it could sound really crummy <laughs> and you could sit there it can't, and go like, you know what
1: that's what? i think that's what it is is like when you start to when you start to learn these rules and try to make music that that Conforms to these rules. That's why a lot of stuff that you write sucks so bad. Yeah, is because you're writing to the rules. You're not writing to the music. You're not. You don't have it in your head what the music sounds like. You have it in your head what the rules are, and you're algorithmically applying it without any sense of taste or or good judgment. No, I I agree. The rules don't tell you what sucks.
0: No. They just tell you. And also, like you said, not only were were you applying it in an algorithmic situation, it was also for a grade.
1: <laughs> yeah, so but you just always listen to your stuff. It's like, it's I, a lot yeah. more fun that way. Well,
0: yeah, I know. But, you know, in all reality, <laughs> when you're a performance major, I remember, in, you know, when I was at CMU as a grad student, part of my assistantship, well, I mean, I was – as a guitar major, I was getting kicked around, but I remember like grading in, you know, theory one music and I, I could put it into piles. I, I didn't even have to ask them like, what was your major? You know, composers were doing that. They were getting okay. up with all these screwy things that were like, yeah, why would you write a fugue in seven, eight and start it on three?
1: Because <laughs> yeah, because <And> then, <laughs> because I I can make it fit the rules, and it's like yeah, you can't you can't make it you're not making no, the, it sound good. No,
0: I always said that the composers the comp- the composer made the composition majors they were going to rewrite how you know.
1: No, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, they were, were going to rewrite they were gonna, the rules
0: of music theory yeah. in their first class they were taking. Performance majors they pretty much followed the rules and handed it in because they didn't really care <laughs> they're like i'm just gonna read it i'm, never I'm just gonna, gonna, gonna do this because i want to go and practice <laughs> <laughs> in all reality i mean that's
1: kind of what it what you know what so it's all about did did prince's stuff sound like that to you does it sound like formulaic like funk to you
0: not really i don't i don't know because man, you know
1: just... I, I will give you that there's a a good bit of difference between prince and p-funk like yeah. p Funk in that early funk, uh, Earth, Wind and Lightning, and uh, just a lot of stuff from the uh, the seventies, early seventies. Uh, it was it was much more organic. Like I think the bad thing with Prince is that he happened during the eighties with the whole synthesizer. Movement and and sort of like the cheesy '80s um, synth sounds that that now make it sound a lot more dated. Whereas if you listen to the early, you know, Parliament funkadelic stuff, it's it holds up because it's really organic. Like the analog synthesizers that they had back then were just so rich, and and you really played them. Unlike the The early MIDI stuff that just and early samplers that I think are frankly uninspiring, especially when they get used so much throughout like the entire song. It's just like it's almost sounds it's just a loop sort of sound. It's very uh, naive and is is that what you hear? Not really. I mean I I can't really like I said I can't Because I hear that if, if that's what it is, like I can I can agree with you on some of it. You know, not in all of his stuff. I,
0: I, I don't know. I mean, you know, and like I said, I've had this conversation multiple times with people, of what it is, and I can't really put my finger on it. Just like, I don't know. I also thought Titanic was a dumb movie. <laughs> no, I never saw Titanic. <laughs> or um, there's just certain things that, you know. That look like a dumb movie. <laughs> <it> is, yeah, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first. Time, I'm like, I know how this ends. <laughs> exactly. I mean, when everybody came out, I went to the left. museum and saw the exhibit. Yeah, I was like, I remember when that first came out, and I, 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 I can't remember when somebody was like, they, it was the same thing. It was like they got really offended that I, I didn't even go to see it in the theater.
1: I just couldn't understand why. I mean, people, I'll never forget. It's when like it, Avatar. Yeah, it's like Avatar was. I, you know, when I saw the commercials for Avatar leading up to it, I was like. Wow, this might be an awesome movie. No, it really wasn't. No, no, it was no, a stupid love story. No, yeah. it was not that great. And, and they're going to make like Avatar five, six, and seven next. Oh, good god! And it's, <laughs> I, I was like, you know what, this could have been possibly a cool movie, but after it, I was like, Mister Cavern, you've screwed this up. Is a little heavy-handed, slightly, yeah, and uh, you know, visually is cool, but story-wise, eh, the story was inspiring. Uh-huh. It was boring. It seemed formulaic. Very like how we're talking about very with music. Long. It was like, well, how <laughs> do I how do I express my dislike for the for the military? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like I got it. Let's wrap it with this really cool movie and just formulaically show like stereotypical soldier.
0: Yeah. For three hours. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. I like long movies though. I do like long long movies, as long as I don't sit there and think, well, I'm in the movie theater. Oh my goodness, when is this going to end? <laughs> this is this is actually the never ending story. This movie will never end. that be good. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost as bad as then you sit there and think like, well, that's three hours of my life. I'm never going to get back.
1: Yeah, I think that was probably the first time I heard Kind of Blue was like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. You know, when I was pretty young, I, I heard it and I was like, there's cool parts, but the rest of it sucks. And I've appreciated more of the things that I probably thought sucked before as I've listened to it more and more over the years. But the whole thing still hasn't gotten to me as like I can enjoy this like an anthrax album start to finish.
0: No, I I like I said I'm I'm not complaining. I, love I mean, hey, I I don't hey not everything is for everybody. Like, it just makes me want to just get up and <laughs> <laughs> so all right, let's wrap this up because it's getting late. Oh my I'm gosh, go what back. time is it? It's yes, it is 11. So, um this is uh Intensify, presented by Guitar Lessons in your living room. Check us out at MK Guitar Lessons. Um, sign up for the free videos, and we will see you next time.
1: Bye bye.